0: It's Friday night, and the mood is right.
1: We're gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGI,
0: Welcome to week number 210 of the Two Guys Into Fridays podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. Season 5, premiere. It's season 5. Now. Is, uh, are any of the shows in season 5? Is Family Matters season 5 now? Family Matters. Family Matters There's in season in 5. Season five. That's our tracker, I guess. Uh, it's, ex- it's an exciting week for this show, for sure. Uh, we've got thank a brand me. new show to talk about. We've got the season premiere of all four of our shows. And uh, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. But before we do, thank you, Kylie, for the theme song this week. Thanks, Kylie. TGIFcast sure. at gmail.com. If you want to email in your version of the theme song at TGIFcast on all social media. And uh, follow us, do stuff, comment, like, whatever, you'll get all the updates. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll show up at a con or something this winter.
1: That'd be interesting.
0: Um. All right. So we watched all these brand new episodes. Um, when did they actually air? This is back in 93, obviously.
1: 93, yep. These would have aired Friday, September 24th, 1993.
0: We do like to see what was going on in the
1: world that week.
0: And I pulled a couple stories. Uh, we'll start off. All right. With uh, September the nineteenth, twenty twenty three, as the forty fifth annual Emmy Awards came on, I looked. Cool. I looked through the presenters. I looked through the nominees. Was there any
1: TGIF? No, none that I saw. But, I didn't see any um, either. Angela Lansbury was hosting it, and I have been watching um, Murder She Wrote um, oh. like season four. Of Murder She Wrote.
0: That's cool. Um, one of the uh, things that I got out of it was this was the. Only time that Seinfeld won for a comedy series.
1: For comedy series, it it won other Emmys, but this yeah, like acting and directing stuff like that. Sure, but
0: this is the only one it won the big one for its category. The only
1: time. I mean, the '90s was stacked with comedy shows. Yeah, you know, it was up against Cheers, Home Improvement, The Larry Sanders Show, and Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown won. I can't even. I don't even know that show alone won a whole bunch of Emmys.
0: Now I'm curious um, who wins the next year. Uh, Frazier, yeah. like We talked about that. That show came out just a couple days ago, yeah. 30 years ago. And uh, does that end up winning Like, yeah, that year, the next year? Probably a bunch. The next year. Yeah, I told you. Frazier, people are all about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Murphy Brown was nominated in the course of the show for 62 Emmys, 118. Uh, I don't know what they were all. I don't know how many for... Outstanding. Let's see. The uh, uh, five nominations and once twice for outstanding comedy series.
0: Frasier wins every year from now until 1999. I want to see if you can guess what might take Frasier out. And yes, Frasier was nominated in 99 as well.
1: In 99 for comedy series? Yeah.
0: Friends? It's some you'll never I mean, Friends was also nominated. So these are the ones that this show beat, and I think you'll be surprised. So, in 99, The Losers Everybody loves Raymond. Frasier, Friends, Sex in the City.
1: Oh man. But this I, I, little I
0: Fox show beat them the all. L Hughley show. Allie McBeal.
1: it <laughs> McBeal was a good show. It was a good show.
0: But it's not better than the other ones I just listed. I don't know.
1: I think I I, I could see Some it people that. It thought was, it was, it, apparently. I'll tell you this. It was smarter than all those other shows. So. M-
0: was it? I don't know.
1: It was. It was it was a better quality show than the rest of the shows
0: so interesting also in 99 and i don't know why we're talking about this but uh
1: television (laughs) writer especially when we're going to talk about it in 19 yeah david
0: kelly six years he was the creator and the head writer for ally mcbeal and the winner for best drama series the practice
1: yeah didn't he do the wire too or is that somebody else
0: might have but he he won both of those the same year that's kind of crazy has never it has never happened again
1: Okay. Remember that um, for six years six from years. now
0: when we're yeah. on season 11 of family like
1: matters season nine out of 10. No, family matters will be gone. We won't be on family matters anymore.
0: Uh, one more story. September the 22nd, 1993 Nolan Ryan pitches his last ever baseball game.
1: Oh man. Oh,
0: legend. Man. Like for sure. Legend.
1: Yeah. I saw some debate yesterday, whether who was the better pitcher, him or Randy Johnson, and you know, people were throwing oh, around stats okay. both both ways. It, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good conversation.
0: Yeah, are they considered like the best two?
1: I think that they're up there as kind of the best, the greatest of all times. Yeah, gotcha. There's probably others for in starting that conversation. Pitchers. I mean, you've
0: got a lot of closers yeah. who are like legendary status too. But yeah,
1: and also for people, I think that are mostly not questioned. You know what I mean? There's, there's. I don't think anyone's putting an asterisks behind either of their names, as opposed to some other other pitchers that are are kind of in that conversation
0: oh like well who like clemens yeah greg maddox i
1: don't know about greg maddox but pedro who pedro martinez i don't know who that is oh from the from the red sox yeah yeah Yeah, i don't think he's in the best of all time conversation
0: i'm looking up this list top 100 pitchers of all time (laughs)
1: We've got a long episode today, and we're, we're dragging it Number off.
0: five, Lefty Grove. Number four, Tom Seaver. Number three, Randy Johnson. Number two, Greg Maddox. Number one, Walter Johnson from 1907.
1: Nolan Ryan's not even on the top five there.
0: What about movies and music? Anything new this week?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll start with music, because we have nothing new there. It's okay. I carry Dream Lover. It's going to be Dream Lover. Uh, for a little bit, so we had some time with with Mariah again. Uh, but we do have a new movie. I didn't. I didn't remember this movie. I've never seen this movie. Um, Striking Distance is that name ring hmm. a bell to you? Bruce Willis movie, Sarah Jessica Parker. No, not at all. It. Yeah, I don't. I had never. It's not a movie that I had ever heard of. He's, it's a cop movie. Takes place in Pittsburgh. It's. It was good. It was a good movie. I mean, I recommend watching it.
0: Does it have comedic like parts at all? Or no. It? No. No.
1: It is. It's straight cop. Cop, action cop drama. What does Sarah Jessica so. Parker do? She's the like the female lead. She's a female cop that is oh. is like Bruce Willis's partner. Okay, yeah, it's not a, it's not a comedic film at all. It's a she's a, it's a dramatic like you know I said action cop movie. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a good movie. I recommend it. I don't like. I'm not telling you to go run out and watch it, but it's a good movie.
0: Google just told me on this day in 1993, the Pittsburgh Steelers made their first appearance in the NFL.
1: In the NFL. Yeah. That's not right. Oh,
0: 1933,
1: not 93. <laughs> I was going to say. Google's got too much Taylor Swift in its head to, to get these facts right today.
0: What about birthdays? We got any?
1: We have one. We have one. Monday, September 18th, Miss Holly Robinson-Pete. So happy birthday, Vanessa, from, from hanging with Mr. Cooper.
0: Yeah, you didn't uh, get booted off the show like your
1: co-part. No, like your counterpart. Um... Anything else getting the shows ready for it? Get the shows. We do. Have, I do. Have, I have one correction corner. I did make a mistake last week and you, you were, uh, you kind of had the sense that, that I would, that this was not correct, but uh, we, I got the order a little bit wrong for this season. So okay. family matters eight o'clock step-by-step eight 30. I got these two switched. I said that uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper was at nine and boy meets world was at nine 30. That to you didn't make sense. And you were right. Uh, boy meets worlds at nine o'clock. Hanging with Mr. Cooper's nine 30. So we're going to do it in the correct order. Um, And yeah, I think we're good. Let's get going.
0: So we've got season five, episode one of Family Matters. Uh, Hell toupee. Like a toupee on your head. Like a toupee on your head. Good name. Good episode. It starts off, we got Steve um, comes over to the Winslow's house with some flowers for Laura. And they're doing this same old thing that they've done for the last ten episodes where Steve's got this girlfriend, Myra. Steve still loves Laura and uh, he comes to the house just to tell her pretty much that uh, if you ever feel differently, I'm always going to be here for you, even though I have a a girlfriend. Well,
1: this is this is a little bit of a recap. This is kind of catching us up from the end of last season, because because what it really is he's saying is you said you loved me. And and so if you're ever ready, let me know. And she's like, I, what I said was it, you know, I missed having you around the house when you started dating Myra. You know, I missed you as a friend, I love you as a friend, and that's what I meant, which is what happened at the end of last season, right? Myra comes along, kind of disrupts everything, and, and Laura does eventually tell Steve that she misses him. And and so this is just a kind of a recap of that. And then and then he's like, All right, well, if you ever want to go on a date, let me know.
0: Yeah, and he's someday. like, Don't worry though, I'm gonna be wooing you forever. He blows a whistle. And then the, uh, I'm guessing the school marching band comes in, the entire band, into the living room of the Winslow house, does a little performance around the couch. Um,
1: it's a big performance. They come in the front door, down the stairs, in from the kitchen, every direction this band just surrounds Laura and does the whole thing.
0: Yeah, they finish up. Steve asks her out. She says no. He blows the whistle, and they perform all the way back out the door. And as they're doing that, Carl's trying to come in. And he's just like, I don't want to know.
1: And, <laughs> no interest.
0: Yep. That's your intro. We go to the theme song. We come back. We got Carl. He's in the living room and he's waiting. Real uh, quick.
1: Theme song. Couple couple things to note about the theme oh, song. It's
0: like the actual uh, video, right?
1: Yeah. No Rachel. No Judy in the theme song at all. And they have changed. If you remember at the end of the theme song, there's the picture, the shot of them all around the piano as it pans out of the house into the city. Um, and they've redone that scene to remove Judy and Rachel from from that
0: shot. I mean she comes back, right?
1: Rachel yeah. Rachel. Yeah. Rachel comes back not this season. She is yeah. not in the season well, so but she I'm, does come I'm back assuming, for but she's a she's a guest character, a guest star when she does come back. She's not part of I'm the assuming
0: they thought that she might not come back at this point or they probably wouldn't have removed her like from that stuff. Like they yeah. were probably like I don't there's a good chance she's never coming back.
1: Yeah, but these shows also do frequently update kind of the videos for the specific season. So they might have just said, well, she's definitely not in this season. So we can take her out. No explanation
0: this episode, though, of like where she is or anything, right?
1: My understanding from what I've read is that we never, we, there they is just not kind this, of, they just don't even talk about it, except for the fact that they now have an extra kid living. Estelle there. is now
0: Richie's mom. That's pretty much <laughs> right. it. All right. So after the theme video, um, we've got Carl in the living room. He's impatiently waiting downstairs for Harriet. They're trying to go out to dinner. He's calling for her. Uh, Eventually she comes down and she's like, look, it takes a lot longer for a woman to get ready because they got to do their hair, too. And then there's kind of like a back and forth joke looking at uh, Carl's bald head like he doesn't have an excuse for uh, for, or he doesn't have a response to that because he doesn't have any hair.
1: Yeah, it's just a little hard. I mean, Carl's got a receding hairline, but he's not bald. He's just... I'd call him bald. He's bald? All right. He's bald.
0: Um, But yeah, hes uh, he doesn't like it. He's pretty sensitive about his hair, and that's going to be kind of one of the themes of this episode as well.
1: Absolutely. The toupee theme.
0: We go to the school. We've got Urkel. We've got Eddie. We've got Waldo. Uh, they come into the cafeteria. Sweet outfit by Eddie, by the way uh
1: yeah the the, like uh pants hiked all the way up to the to like his nipples with the the, uh suspenders yeah it's classic
0: yeah um they're coming in for like lunch they go up in line as they're doing that myra comes in she's surprising steve she's not at their school right or does she go to i can't remember if she started like so there uh,
1: this always annoyed me because there's there's a lot of she does not go to their school but there's always Talk of there's like the one line where Urkel's like she's she's transferred into my class and, and they're like she doesn't even go to our school he's like I know but she's there so she does not yeah, go she does school. not go to the school but she happens to show up she's
0: skipping life. school from her school to come to their school right. to bring a uh, a surprise picnic for Steve in the cafeteria and um she gets the table and Steve says that he wants to talk to her about their relationship and he tells her once again he's still in love with laura and uh she tells him that uh no you're not in love with her um (laughs) you don't love laura and she's like i'm the only woman for you and then they start kissing in the cafeteria
1: it's like she's put a spell on you it's not it's not real uh
0: we go back to the winslow house carl is uh getting a toupee and they uh kind of they're hiding it at first because uh, they don't want us to see it. But the reveal is like this, uh, like braided, beaded. Uh, it's Rick James. It yeah. is
1: the classic what you know from the Rick James photo of of Rick James. Yeah, he looks
0: just like Rick James. Uh, he even says that. Well, I don't know he, if
1: he looks just like Rick James, but the haircut is definitely a Rick James toupee.
0: Um, he's uh He's a little unsure about this. If this is if he's gonna be able to pull this off, then Eddie and Waldo come in, and Waldo immediately thinks that he is Rick James, and uh, tells Carl that, um, what is that right here? You need to get the hamster off your head or something. I don't know. <laughs> um Maybe. and then they try a bunch of other like hair pieces on it this like a little montage of him trying there's like a whole a bunch of yeah they've got
1: like big flat feathered ones and there's a is there like a is there a dreadlock one i can't remember
0: no no dreadlocks um yeah there's like a like a like a long hair like not long but like flowy kind of hair and uh yeah a bunch,
1: a bunch of a bunch of, of them that they don't a bunch like of different hairstyles yeah, yeah
0: they don't pick any of these um we go back to the cafeteria. This has to be a different day, right? Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. Because um, Steve is now sitting down with Laura. Myra shows up once again and uh, he calls. Uh, well, this is our just of the week, actually.
1: Laura Winslow, you brazen barracuda. <laughs> okay.
0: So, yeah. Um, there's obviously some tension going on with Myra and Laura. They start arguing. Of um, Myra grabs some uh, mashed potatoes and smashes them on Laura's head. Laura dumps some jello down the front of Myra's blouse. Myra dumps a milkshake on Laura's head. Um, classic move here. This is here. the
1: longest setup of a food fight I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Like if any other kid would have known this was going on, the food would have already been flying, right?
1: Just even for sitcom purposes, this is just like two things too long Like well, it's
0: just too long i like this next move where uh laura takes a piece of cherry pie and shoves it in uh, myra's armpit that's a pretty classic move that
1: and did you like how myra just lifts up her armpit so she can do it to her? like that's <laughs> another thing this whole back and forth they're just letting it happen to themselves there's no it, it, it this was this was i like not it. as funny as it should have been i
0: disagree i'm good with this uh ice cream <laughs> in the face here They both pick up ketchup and mustard and get ready to spray them at each other, but Steve is in the middle. And then Steve, I love this, too. He looks right into the camera, and Steve's the one that yells, Food fight! And then everyone just starts going
1: crazy. I loved it, too, but it could have happened sooner.
0: Yeah. um, They had to get that armpit move in there, and I'm okay with that. So we go back to the house (laughs) after this food fight. Uh, Steve and Myra come over to the Winslow's house, and Steve wants Laura and Myra to work it out. He says... This is my uh, intentions. This is my plan. Um, I'm going to continue to date Myra, and I'm going to uh, remain friends with Laura. This is how it's going to be. He tells Myra, if Laura shows any signs that he ever has a chance, (laughs) I'm going to leave you, though. And they all, for some reason, agree to these awful terms.
1: the way that they all just I mean Laura doesn't care because Laura knows that that's not like well Laura's happy because
0: as long as like Steve is saying friends that's good like he's not like saying that like he's in love with her anymore or anything
1: like that right but on her end the only thing like the only thing that will change if I wouldn't even say it's a downside but the only thing that will change that that setup is if she decides that she wants to be with with Steve which in her mind she doesn't however on the opposite side Myra is like kind of in a position where myra I it. yeah i mean that's not who, who would who would be in this situation with this no one no one. no one. but i think in her mind she's like look i'm with steve and by the time i'm gonna convince him so that if that ever happens it's not gonna be a problem that's probably what you know i imagine she is thinking
0: yeah it's very obvious that the uh, girls still hate each other at this point but uh steve and myra leave the house
1: Yes, they do.
0: Go a little later. Uh, Harriet is now a flip scenario. She's downstairs. She's calling for Carl to come down for dinner or whatever uh, while she's waiting for him. Richie and Estelle get home from a Cubs game. And then Carl comes down and he's got his new toupee on. And it's like, what, like a flat top, I guess would it's you call top. it? a flat
1: top. I think it looks pretty good. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't it think It looks pretty needs- real. Like, I mean, it's. It does. It's it does. good. I don't think he needs a toupee, but I think that the decision he made was, a, was probably the right one.
0: Yeah. He's like, what do you think, Harriet? And she's like, um, I guess I need to get used to it. And uh, he says, well, I did it for you. You're the one that, like, comments on it. You're the reason why I'm doing this. And she's like, you know what? Whatever makes you feel better is what I want. I love you the way you are. And he um he's like fine. And he takes off the toupee, leaves it on the table, and uh well kind of leaves it on the table. Gets like the glue's still stuck to his hand. He tries to leave it, gets it off eventually. They go to dinner. End of episode.
1: End of episode. Yeah, I mean,
0: not a very eventful episode. Kind of just, like, getting us back into, like, the groove of the show, I think, I'd say.
1: Yeah, it really was not it. There really wasn't a lot going on here. Um, but, you, but you're right. It was more of just kind of getting you back in the swing of things. Yeah,
0: I didn't realize how little happened in this episode until we just talked about it. It's literally like...
1: I, you know, I looked up, and I felt like this episode went by in a flash. Yeah. I I, I really, I, you know, by the time I was, I was like, that was 30 minutes. That, won't, that was so quick. Um, I, You know, I think really what it's doing is saying... Mira is Myra. I'm going to get her name wrong That's forever. Okay. But um, she is going to be a big focal point of of this season and, and moving forward. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they evolve
0: that story a little bit. I can't remember exactly how it ends up going, but uh, I'm a little tired of the, like, I love Laura, but I'm dating Myra over and over and
1: over. Yeah, over. I think you got a long road to go before we get past that.
0: All so. right. Uh, 8.30, step by step season three premiere way off broadway is the name of this episode killing it with the episode names this season (laughs) uh carol is on the couch she's got like this mini vacuum cleaner like a handheld thing and she's like vacuuming off her cds she's got the biggest cd collection of anyone in 1993 i think that's a lot of cds for 93
1: 93 maybe yeah um yeah did you find it weird that That this little vacuum is in multiple scenes, and they never mention, they like never address it or mention it or even like make a joke about it. It's just, it's just there. It's just something she's doing. Yeah,
0: um, it is weird. Like maybe that was a real, like I don't know. I don't. I obviously, I never had a mini vacuum cleaner, like like a handheld battery powered vacuum cleaner.
1: I never vacuumed my CDs or anything like with anything like that. But the fact that it's just never mentioned, it's just treated as a normal thing she's it's doing it's also barely the size
0: of like a a thick magic marker like how much stuff? Well, that's what is this i mean gonna it's hold? so
1: it's so small and and kind of ridiculous you gotta think
0: somewhere in there there's some batteries how much room is there in that tank
1: to hold some dust i mean it's only dust dust i don't know
0: i don't know i don't know it comes back later on though so um she's vacuuming still, CDs. just as a
1: like accessory not as a no one mentions it
0: Dana is uh, say, Mom, go away. I-, I don't want you to meet my date. And she's like, "Why? Well, I don't embarrass any of your dates. Doorbell rings. It's Daniel. My wife thought he looked like he was 40. And uh, he tells Carol <laughs> that uh, – well, no, no, no. Um, yeah, yeah. He, uh, Daniel tells Carol that uh, he talked Dana into trying out for the play. I guess this guy Daniel – works at this playhouse i don't know what he does he's like the director
1: i guess director evidently probably programmer you know probably
0: yeah and um he's he was one excited to meet carol and two excited for dana to be in the play
1: so this this guy by the way his name is is sean levy and he is a like accomplished director he i mean he he directed um cheaper by the i'm just gonna name a few things is he like related to like the the levy
0: family Uh, i don't know
1: okay but i bet he is Livy, Livy? Uh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it might be. Big Fat Liar, Just Married, Cheaper by the Dozen, the 2006 version of The Pink Panther, um All the Night at the Museum movies, uh Date Night, Real Steel, um, some ep- and then like some TV episodes for some other shows. So I mean, he's directed some some like pretty well-known well-known movies. He is from Canada. So probably is part of that, you know. He did stranger things family. too, some of that. some episodes of Stranger things. yep.
0: jeez. yeah, I don't see anything about being related. I mean he's Jewish Canadian, so I mean, I don't know I guess that's a popular Jewish Canadian name,
1: but uh, I don't see
0: that he's related to like Eugene and them.
1: I, I don't know I, I mean he might not be but uh he is a he does in his career become a very well well established director. So
0: thirty years ago, he was twenty five during this scene.
1: And she's, a you know, an 18-year-old college freshman. It's yeah. not sure. too crazy, I suppose. All right.
0: Play's coming up. Um, Cody comes in. And Dan- well, first, Carol
1: says that she was an actress, which is kind of the step towards embarrassing Dana in this scene.
0: What did she say she was in? Bye Bye Birdie or something?
1: Something like that at, like, summer camp. Or-
0: Cody comes in. Daniel and Cody already know each other because Cody has volunteered his time to help build sets at this playhouse and Dana's like oh no and he she immediately takes Cody in the kitchen and she's like you cannot embarrass me just like she told her mom that's <laughs> okay. that's her biggest worry people are going to embarrass her so he's like don't worry i'm not going to embarrass you they go back in the living room and what do you know carol is singing and dancing all around the living room all around daniel like put on a happy face and uh <laughs> It was, De- well, I, it was good. She got a round of applause by the live studio audience. Uh, she did not get one from me, but um, yeah, the embarrassment has already begun. Theme song. We it's come all, back.
1: It's full. It's full blown.
0: Carol's in the kitchen. She's got that little vacuum out again. This time she's uh, vacuuming cookie crumbs off of her shirt as she's eating cookies. Karen walks in. She wants to go to the mall. There's a big sale, but the uh, Frank's truck is not home, so she can't go. She's upset. Frank gets home. Karen immediately grabs the keys, runs out the door. JT comes in and um, almost lets out the secret as Carol is following Karen that uh, Frank was out playing golf and he's not supposed to be playing golf because he's got a hurt back. And uh, he lied. He went and played golf and uh, doesn't want Carol to know.
1: See, I thought he didn't want her to know because he was supposed to be at work, but...
0: He doesn't want her to know because... That's not, that's not why. Yeah. Um, doesn't want the back situation to be a big deal. So Frank is explaining how uh, women like to blow things out of proportion and how it's okay to lie to her his mom, or I guess kind of stepmom or whatever. And JT points out, um, Frank, where's your wedding ring? And he's like, Oh no, I left it where do you say? Like in the car? Well,
1: first he's like, Well, I take it off when I play golf so that it doesn't it doesn't get lost. And then he goes to dig around in his pocket uh-huh. and he, he can't find it. So he thinks he must have left it in the car, which is now Karen has on the way to the mall.
0: Okay. Um so Frank's solution is run outside, take <laughs> Brendan off of his bike, jump on Brendan's bike, and just start riding to the mall to get the ring while they're inside shopping. I guess that's his
1: point. I think the, the the point is to get to the car and figure out where, what's going on. But this whole scene with Brendan's bike was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, we then go to this playhouse that uh, this guy, Daniel runs and uh, Cody's there. He's building the sets. Daniel is like teaching a little circle of class and uh, trying to get everyone to like yell out like a scream. And Dana's like not getting into it at all. Um, the other like, uh, classmates are kind of looking at her like why is she even in this class um at this time too cody accidentally hits his thumb with the hammer he starts screaming and daniel looks at it like this guy's got some uh some promise we need to get him acting and uh (laughs) tells cody that he should come and try out for the show and dana of course is just looking like oh no this is awful like i do not want cody acting now um I want Daniel for me and uh, he's going to embarrass me and he's going to take the attention away from me.
1: Yeah. This is her thing. She doesn't, she doesn't want Cody. And she's, she and, you know, she's saying she's seeing herself as an actress and Cody is just the guy who's helping with the set.
0: So. Yeah. So we go back home. Uh, we see Frank get home. He didn't find the ring. Did he get to the car? Did they mention that? Or did he just,
1: I, I, I think you, the assumption is that he did. Yes.
0: Yeah. I didn't just, I like, couldn't find it, I guess. So I guess Al comes in behind him. She's like, Frank, Carol just got home, and he's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And is this where he goes with the pockets? Is that what his technique is at this point?
1: Right, so his his idea is that if I don't take my hands out of my pocket, she won't see my hand, and she won't know. Yeah,
0: that'll work. Um, Karen and Carol come in. Karen uh, is a little upset because she was five minutes late to the sale, so she missed out on all the good stuff. Frank is uh, trying to hide that he lost the wedding ring by keeping his hands in his pockets and... (laughs)
1: Carol but also trying to help her with her bags.
0: Yeah. But Carol has already figured all this out.
1: Well, uh, you were glossing it. Cause there's this scene where he's like trying, he's using one hand and like his teeth and like the rest of his body to try to take all these bags from Carol while leaving his left hand in his pocket, which is why she's able to figure out that something's up.
0: Yeah. She knows he's played golf. She knows that he lost the wedding ring. And, um,
1: well, she, we don't know that. She does not. She knows that he plays golf. That he played golf. Um, But she doesn't know that he lost it. He tells her that he let his friend borrow the wedding ring.
0: Yeah, but I think at this point she's she already knows that's a lie. Oh, she knows, but
1: we don't know. We don't know that she knows. At this point, we don't know. I think I know
0: that she knows at this point.
1: Okay, I did not. I was. I didn't. I didn't clue in on that.
0: Um, So he says oh, no, I didn't lose my ring. I just loaned it to Scott because uh, he might get married one day and he wanted to see what it feels like to have a wedding ring.
1: Right. That's Yeah, that's what we know, right?
0: Frank now. heads out. Um, we find out that Karen had already found the ring at this point. So right. she now did know.
1: She knew, but we don't know that until oh,
0: okay. this okay I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, Karen found the ring in the car and uh, she kind of tells Karen, uh, well, Carol found the ring, right? Karen...
1: Carol. Right.
0: Carol tells Karen, "I want Frank to admit that he played golf, so I'm not telling him that I found the ring."
1: Right, and she has the same style of conversation with Karen that JT or the that Frank had with JT, oh, yeah. where it's like, "You're obviously not married. You don't understand how this works." Blah blah blah. Here's the here's how we do this.
0: Yeah. Uh, we go back to the playhouse to check in over there. They have or Daniel has decided who's going to be the roles for Romeo and Juliet. They're all posted. Dana is Juliet. And what do you know, Romeo is going to be played by Cody. And Dana yeah. Dana lets out a scream that was better than all of her practice screams <laughs> earlier. And uh, she obviously is not excited about this.
1: Not at all. She is
0: mad. Yeah, the next scene is her getting back to the house. She's breaking the news to uh, her mom. She's like, I cannot pretend to like him. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. And Carol straight up tells uh, Dana... Well, you know what? The problem might not be Cody. Maybe the problem's you, and like Al kind of I well,
1: think- because everybody else is going around saying like really nice things about Cody, and Dana can't say anything nice about Cody at all. And so that's that's kind of where Karen comes from here. Yeah, or so Carol, excuse me.
0: Dana goes upstairs and the rest of the family that's down there is just kind of looking like, "Go, mom, like, whoa. <laughs> you tell right. her.
1: Yeah, And I mean <sighs> it's true, right? It's true. Yeah. She's, she doesn't like it for <clears throat> no good reason.
0: All right, so it's a little later now. JT is uh, watching some aerobics on TV or just watching the girls do squat thrust pretty much. Frank gets home, and he's figured out this whole thing. He went to the jeweler. He bought a matching ring. He's just going to pretend that he never lost it and that uh, he's got his ring on the whole time with this new ring that he went and bought. Carol comes down.
1: Just a reminder real quick. Carol actually has the ring, just in case anyone has forgotten. So that... This is a bad plan in this situation.
0: Yeah. She comes downstairs and she's like, hey, I ran into Scott and he gave me your ring back. And then he's like, "Uh oh, because Carol thinks that she has like trapped him in this golf lie now, which I guess she has. Right. She has. He's done. He's done. But at the same time, now Frank has trapped uh carol kind of an ally like that she knew the whole time yeah
1: yeah i mean he this is his kind of like doing the best he can to to find some silver lining for him here but i think he's more of the at fault person
0: yeah they start to argue frank calls um or no i think uh carol calls frank a liar first and then frank calls uh calls uh carol a nagger and uh that's what really sets Carol off she gets mad that she says that he says she nags all the time they argue even more and uh in a weird settlement to this argument Frank just starts laughing right in the middle of it and well
1: because it escalates to these points this point of ridiculousness where it's like Carol Carol says something about how she hates the pictures of of Frank's dead grandma in the house or or aunt or something like that. And he's like, how did we get here? How did we get from, from, you know, not telling each other the truth about this wedding ring thing to hating the pictures of my dead aunt.
0: Yeah. So Frank's laughing. Carol starts to laugh and uh, Frank takes off the fake ring, um, which he says was only five bucks or something like that. Drops it while he's getting ready to set it on the table. And as he's bending over to go pick it up, he hurts his back, not playing golf, but just leaning over <laughs> to uh, pick up this
1: ring. Pick up the ring, yeah.
0: Um, go back to the playhouse one more time. Uh, they're practicing Romeo and Juliet. Cody is, like, totally getting into it, too. He knows his lines. Yeah. I mean, he's not great. He's, he's still got that, like, bro going on, but uh, he's getting into it and he's doing a lot better than Dana is because Dana is completely not into it. She is not selling this. She's not pretending to like Cody and Daniel stops the mid scene and he tells Dana, Dana, this isn't working out. You are not working out as Juliet. Um, Cody comes back in and uh, tells Cody that uh, Daniel just fired her. She's no longer going to be Juliet. She's been fired from the show. And what do you know? What does Cody do? He sticks up for Dana. Tells Daniel that uh, she's trying. You can't like the people in this show are more important than the show itself. And uh, if you're gonna fire uh, Dana, then I'm leaving too.
1: Yeah, good for Cody. You you think that's the best move? You think that that's the way to go? Um. I think it's good i i support it i don't know if, i mean i could see it going a number of different ways but i you know I, I think that's i think that's a good move by cody i think it's a that's a bold move i think it's a supportive move and it's a it's a community theater in port port washington wisconsin who cares like it's way off broadway to quote like to quote the title of the episode
0: i side with daniel she's not i mean tr- she's not trying she i can she understand won't try. that position. she refuses to try Look, how are you going to have her as the lead of a play if she? Hundred
1: percent. I don't think Daniel did anything wrong. I do not think Daniel did anything wrong. But I, I I commend Cody for as a friend to to be as a friend for still wanting to support her. Yeah, I don't think Daniel did anything wrong at all. She's not like you said, not trying, not even trying a little bit. Like she's just being a bad sport about it. You know what I mean? So. No, I mean, I don't think they do anything wrong, but I still commend Cody for being a yeah, good friend. Yeah, sure.
0: Dana thanks Cody. Um, they agree to be friends through all this, but Dana reminds him, don't get carried away, though. And that's it. That's the end of the episode right there. Yeah,
1: that's
0: it. Uh, we do get a credit scene for Step by Step. Um, it's uh, I guess this is back probably earlier, like a cut scene type thing where Daniel is uh, rehearsing with Dana. Um, Cody's supposed to come in. He misses his cue dana yells for cody and then cody comes running out in his uh full romeo gear with like his tights and everything and he's like struggling with the tights and just a funny scene of him coming in with tights on
1: it's interesting i didn't take that as a cut scene at all i took that as daniel gave them both the rolls back and since they had since they had kind of made up dana and or they you yeah. know dana had kind of come around to cody being a good person she was able to do the scene like yeah i think
0: i think you might be right like it felt weird that they would come back which is why i took it that way but they have their costumes on so this is like they have their co- full right. dress Later rehearsal
1: on. type thing so yeah yeah i think i think that they both i think agreed
0: to just work at work it out and
1: yeah well but, but but also dana you know is like oh you're supportive and she starts saying good things about him so she is able to find the good in code
0: was her acting better at this point I think it sure. m- might have been right, like was could've she been. taking it more it serious in this
1: scene? Couldn't have been worse,
0: yeah. Uh, that's step by step. Um, so now we go to Boy Meets World. This is the uh series premiere of Boy Meets World season one, episode one. Uh, it's the pilot. It starts off, we're in the school cafeteria. We got Corey, we got Feeny. Um, Feeny uh mentions that, um he probably should. What does he say? Or he's
1: buying a candy bar. At like yeah. In the morning. At like breakfast. And Feeney's like, you know, that's not good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Giving him a hard time about what he's eating. Um, He goes and sits down with Sean. And uh, what's this other kid's name? Is
1: he going to be in here All for right, a while? So this other kid is Nicholas. He is not going to be here for a while. No. I get the impression that in the pilot, he was supposed to be a longer running character. But he kind of um, sucks. But- <laughs> But he turned out not to be. So this kid, though, uh, Chauncey Leopardi. Uh-huh. Do you recognize him at all? I didn't recognize him, but y- you might. Uh, um, I don't. Where Where from? So he's squints in Sandlot. Oh, jeez. Um, he's, he's also the lead character, the lead kid in um, the Casper movie that came out in the 90s.
0: I gotta, I gotta take a look but, at him again in this episode. I did not connect that he was squints at all. Well, because he doesn't have the big glasses
1: lot. on. You know, it's hard to see his face in, in the sandlot because he wears those big glasses. But he is, yeah, he is Squint in in sandlot. He does
0: a lot of like appearances and stuff at like cons and things like that. I think I would rather uh, get a Boy Meets World thing signed. That'd be pretty funny.
1: That would be. I wonder if he even. I wonder how often people do that, if at all.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, he sits down with Sean, and what did you say his name is Ryan. Nicholas. Nicholas. Close enough. Um, How many episodes? One? (laughs) One. Okay. Um, And then uh, they're kind of hanging out, talking about stuff. And what they notice is Feeney, who has uh, sat down with, I'm assuming, another teacher at the school. Um, So it looks like Feeney might have some sort of a love interest going on. And they're kind of looking into that. And uh, the bell rings. And then the theme song kicks in. So I do want to play the theme song here, too, because... uh, We know that there's different theme songs throughout Boy Meets World. I don't know how long this uh, season one one goes on for, if this is multiple seasons, but I think it's still, I like to play them. Yep. that's it pretty boring song i mean i mean
1: it's it's not it's not a very interesting song there's no lyrics to it and you've just got kind of like the cast standing in front of this 90s cgi green screen with things being kind of cgi thrown at them essentially
0: yeah um after the theme we come back we're in feeney's class and uh Corey has some headphones on he's listening to the baseball game in the middle of class and uh feeney catches him
1: and what is feeney teaching Romeo and Juliet. We're back. We're back. We're back to the themes. I also found it
0: weird here that when Feeney takes the, like, headset from Corey, that he stops it, like he's listening to a cassette tape, rather than, like, turning it off. Like, he hits the stop button on it, which doesn't make Maybe any sense. Maybe like it's the, the power button. No, it's stop button. Makes no it sense. All right. Um. Let's see. So from here, um, Corey is trying to tell Feeney that Romeo and Juliet's real dumb. Like, why are we doing this? We're 11 years old. I don't care. We shouldn't be learning about this. And Feeney tries to explain uh, the importance uh, and uh, then also gives Corey detention.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, Corey just keeps talking back.
0: Yeah. So uh, we go back to the house. Well, not back to the house. We go to the house for the first time. Uh, We get to see. What is her last name? Corey. Matthews. Matthews. That's right. I was like Feldman. That's not right. That's not right. Uh, we go to the uh, Matthews house. Uh, we've got Eric there. He is on the phone and we find out he's got a uh, hot date with uh, with Heather that he set up something he's been working on for a while. Apparently
1: he did. And Bam. she's like the
0: hottest girl in the school, I think. Right. Um, he's like, Corey, that uh. that baseball game. I can't go with you anymore. I'm taking Heather instead. I'm not taking you. <laughs> so two of us are going, me and Heather. I'm going to show her a good time. You'll you'll understand one day. And, of course, Corey gets mad. He runs downstairs. And uh, his parents kind of already know about uh, the detention, too, that uh, he got from Feeney because Feeney lives next door to them.
1: Right. Yeah, so we're establishing that key, key element of this show that... Feeney is the next door neighbor.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Corey's like, I don't even care about R- Romeo and Juliet. I don't understand it. I barely understand full house. And uh, I I, right. I was going to play the clip here, but I, I kind of already ruined it. And that's what they say. And then uh, the parents, uh, they side with Eric, though. They're like, you'll get it one day, Corey. Uh, Eric has uh, really been working on this one, and uh, we support that Eric goes to the game with uh, with Heather.
1: And they also make the point, too, that Eric did buy the tickets and so he can decide what he wants to do with them. Yeah, I mean, I he thought did. It was really, I thought it was really interesting that they that they stuck up for Eric, and I appreciate that. Good for them.
0: Uh, we go back to the school cafeteria. Corey is um, telling his friends that he's dumping his family. He's just going to leave, <laughs> run away or something. Corey uh, run away, yeah. also wants to ditch detention because he wants to try to go get tickets for the game from some scalpers. And uh, he tried to... Uh, I already tried to talk to Feeney who doesn't want him there. I don't know what
1: I, but he goes over to Feeney during lunch to try to talk about this detention. And Feeney is like, leave me alone. I deal with you all day. I'm trying to eat my lunch in peace."
0: Gotcha. And then uh, we find out that that other teacher, her name is Evelyn. And uh, she shows up once again to sit with Feeney at lunch.
1: Yep. They're, they're buds.
0: Yep. Um, back at the house, uh, Corey's in the treehouse now. So he has moved to the tree house. His mom brings him some food, though, so it's not like he's run away and hiding or anything like that. They all know he's in there. Um, yeah. His sister, we see for the first time, Morgan. She comes to uh, try to visit Corey, and um, Corey... Uh, uh, something about answers the phone. Who answers the phone? Oh, no, no, yeah, that's oh, right. So, so Corey's... He's into, yeah.
1: He sees Feeny through the window. He's up in the treehouse. He sees Feeney through the window of his house, and Feeney has set the table for two candlelights the whole deal uh gets a phone call and when he gets off the phone call he looks a little sad and he kind of like packs up one of the place settings and then sits down to eat dinner by himself
0: yeah so i mean we gotta assume that uh evelyn who he was been eating right. with in the cafeteria i mean his date has ditched him for some reason and now uh that's why he's sad and eating alone
1: that is the assumption yes
0: um so we go to cory uh He's come into his bedroom from the treehouse to uh, pack some gear, getting some fresh underwear. His mom comes in, tries to stop him, and uh, tries to talk to him and says that, uh, you know what, your dad felt this way when you were young, when you started getting friends, and you went out and you started doing things without him. And, I mean, it's, it's just part of growing up. It happens. And uh, it's just a natural thing. You're going to have to deal with it. It happens. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, I, they kind of show Corey, I think, like thinking about it and like doesn't say it doesn't have a response. But uh, he kind of realizes, all right, maybe this, there's something to this. So from here we go to detention and it's just Corey and Feeney in detention. No other kids are in there. Um, Feeney's just ghosting him, too. Yeah, he's just like working on papers, like not looking at him, doing anything. Corey wants to leave. Feeney's ignoring him. Corey tries to uh, walk out, but comes back in because he knows that's probably he does day. walk out. <laughs> he does, yeah, He
1: walks out and then comes back in. Walks
0: out, comes back in, and uh, then he mentions to Feeney that uh, he saw him the night before. He knows what happened with that dinner, and uh, Corey kind of compares it to Romeo and Juliet, and uh, Feeney explains um, that the importance of love and family, that's the message that he wants to get across to Corey.
1: Right. He's like, you're a child. You don't understand any of this. Here's the deal.
0: Corey gets home. He tries to move back in quietly to his house, but Morgan ruins it, yells to his mom or something that Corey's back and uh, or his dad or something. And Then Corey and his dad talk and uh, Corey says that he wants his room back again and his dad's glad he's back. It's, it's all worked out.
1: Yep. Apologizes too for dumping him for his friends, which happened years ago.
0: Yeah, then we go to Corey's room. Corey is playing Duck Hunt, or at least he's got the Duck Hunt gun. Um, I think
1: it's more like a Hogan's Alley game. I don't know if it's Duck Hunt. They so mention, like-,
0: like, Eric mentions the little dog in the corner. So Oh, he does? Yeah. Okay. It it's, seems a
1: little more violent for Duck Hunt.
0: The but- audio is definitely not Duck Hunt, for definitely sure. Definitely not. Um, so Eric comes in, tells Corey, hey, I blew that date with Heather. Um, the baseball game didn't work out. I didn't have anything interesting to talk about it. She wasn't having fun, and uh, yeah, I probably should have gone. He doesn't say we probably should have gone with him, but yeah, he blew it. Um, Corey suggests that Eric call Heather though, and uh, maybe ask her to a movie because then he doesn't have to talk, and it's perfect for a first date. And great idea. Yeah, uh, Corey says that um, he he says that love is worth it, and I don't know if that's the message that he got from Feeney. I'm kind of assuming that that's kind of like what he concluded yeah, after that conversation. And uh, Corey goes downstairs to uh, join Morgan for some tea. I, I know the, uh, there was comments that like Morgan felt like that Corey was growing up and leaving him. So he goes down, plays a little tea time with his sister and uh, I think he I don't know if he tells her or says out loud that he feels like he was like pushing her away, that he's growing up and uh, he just wants her to know that he will always be there for her.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the exact words, but it's along that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then his mom uh comes in, tries to get uh Morgan to go get ready for bed, but Corey's like, No, don't worry, I'll do it. Let us play for a little longer and I'll I'll get her to bed. And his mom's like, All right, sounds good. Um, gives Morgan uh oh no, and then uh, she walks back out, like uh his mom walks back out and then Morgan like goes over and like hugs Corey, gives him a little kiss on the cheek, and uh that's the end of the episode. Yep. Uh, I do get a credit scene, though, with uh, Feeny and Evelyn having lunch once again. And uh, he asks her to dinner one night. And then we discover that the um, canceled dinner was not uh, Evelyn. It was actually his sister that had canceled. So all of this, like, digging and uh, thinking that he understood everything from Corey wasn't even happening and cory didn't or feeny didn't even say anything like he he could have told cory right then oh no that was my sister but no he he dragged him on let him he figure it him. out himself
1: typical feeny that's
0: boy meets world that's the pilots uh one super
1: more. strong start super strong start
0: yeah yeah i mean i thought so pilot wise for sure um
1: yeah everything clicked everything clicked in this episode except for maybe nicholas
0: <laughs> all right so this is the uh, season two premiere of hanging with Mr. Cooper. The name of the episode is Baby Love and uh I we already know that we've got some changes this episode. I guess we will talk about it. We know that them. because
1: we've talked about yeah. it, but we don't we don't necessarily know that in context of the show right. It all it all
0: kind of comes up, so we'll talk about it as Very it happens. Very Yeah. Uh we got Vanessa in the kitchen. Uh Coop gets home with uh with Darnell. Do we know Darnell already? He's been in there, right? Nope, Darnell
1: is new. Darnell's Darnell is new. new. Is around for I believe this
0: episode. Just one episode? Just one episode. Wow. Okay. So Coop gets home. He wasn't a
1: Family Matters episode, for what it's worth, but he's only in this episode once.
0: He and Darnell get Let home, um, and uh, we find out that Coop's got a date. We're back into this uh, this theme now from every other show we've just watched. Or I guess I feel like, but uh, Coop's got a date. Darnell kind of plays up how uh, how smooth uh, Coop was in getting this date. He like pulled up the car, rolled down the window. Yeah. said is it hot in here and uh that, that worked for uh for this girl and uh the phone rings it's coop's mom we find out cousin geneva's coming and he, that's what well he, that's what he called her just cousin geneva
1: cousin geneva. before that though we find out a critical piece of information in that now this is where we first find that mark owns the house now because he's telling his mom he's doing stuff around the house it's like the, the you know the work of a homeowner so he we now know that he this is where we gotcha. find out he owns the house.
0: Yeah, I think I didn't connect that until a little later on when Tyler says something. But well, Tyler uh, makes
1: it more explicit, but wait, this is the first mention he has of owning the house.
0: Cousin Geneva's coming, um, coming. coming. and uh, his mom wants her to stay there for a little while, and he kind of regretfully agrees. She's like, all right, she can stay. And we also find out she's bringing her six-year-old daughter. This is when Tyler comes over. And Tyler says, well, now that Robin moved away and you guys bought the house. Like,
1: <laughs> From my dad, yes. Uh, so it f- is kind of establishing everything.
0: Do you guys feel any, or do you feel any different about me, Coop? And he's like, no, you're as welcome as you've always been. See ya. And then kicks him out the door. <laughs> Pretty good. It's good.
1: Man, I love Tyler.
0: Theme song, brand new theme. We got to play it. Here uh. it is. Give it up, give it up. One more time.
1: You've got to give it up.
0: What happened is that since Robin's gone, they cut. Uh, I didn't even
1: think about that because she's singing that in makes the other sense. one. Yeah. What a shame! What a shame!
0: No more in Vogue. I mean, I don't think they're on that new one, right?
1: No, it's just Soul Man. I think it's just the generic Soul Man song.
0: No more. That's
1: it. Is such a shame because that the the other theme song was so good, and this is just so generic. Yeah. But I will. Another note here: Tyler is is officially a part of the full cast now. He's not. You know, he's in the theme song. Yeah,
0: and so is Raven Simone, who's in the theme video like more than anyone, it seems like. Well,
1: well, we assume I mean that, that we assume that she is gonna be her and Geneva because they are, you know, key cast members, but Tyler being added, I think, is is a cool, cool thing.
0: Yeah. Um all right, so after the theme, we come back. Coop is like anxiously like awaiting for his date, also anxiously waiting for his cousin to come in. Tyler comes over and then cousin Geneva shows up. And uh, I don't know if we did. We learn earlier that she's from Georgia because they're kind of playing that up a lot. from the start.
1: Uh-huh. I don't know if they mentioned it. <clears throat> like we hear that in the conversation with his mom. That's the only part we would have heard that.
0: But... Yeah. Um, but she thanks him for letting them live there, which is a surprise to Coop. He didn't agree to that. But the two of them think they are now living there with them. And there's a lot of confusion uh going on not only with the living situation but also i think this starts now with uh does vanessa come down too
1: vanessa comes down so there's this whole like miscommunicate or misunderstanding that's like oh man we we can't live here we can't live here if you guys are just like living together living in sin and you've got this kid who looks like the neighbor and all this stuff and I can't have my daughter in the middle of
0: all this and then uh, I wrote Raven runs in but we, we, we learn her name's Nicole and uh, she's happy to see her cousin uh, her cousin Mark and um, they're moving in now they're pushing in a brand new piano which is funny because I mean they had that piano with uh,
1: Vanessa yeah, or with Robin. Robin, Robin earlier and um, it was Robin's piano she was the music teacher she took it when she left well, didn't he catch on fire? Yeah, but then Mark bought her a new one. I guess that one also fell apart. But I'm sure that I'm sure that she had a piano when she left that house. Yeah.
0: So um, they thank Mark once again for letting him, letting them live there. And Mark, uh, he doesn't like this idea though, and he wants uh, Vanessa to help talk to Geneva and tell her that she can't actually live there. Like yeah, it's a temporary sorry. thing. Right. So that's where we go to in the next scene. Vanessa is talking to Geneva, but it does not seem like Vanessa cares at all. If Geneva lives there and is not even bringing the fact up that Mark doesn't want her there.
1: Vanessa, I think wants her. I think but there's some implication. Vanessa that likes the you,
0: idea of a roommate, like that well, she I had think she with Robin, likes the I idea
1: think. of having an additional source of income to help pay the rent. That could be part of it too, but her family's rich, but, but it comes, it does come up though, in the conversation that it, they need somebody to help with the rent.
0: Yeah. So they're having this conversation in the kitchen. There's no mention about her moving out They're They're just talking about like improvements that they're going to make to the house and things that they're going to change. Well,
1: what it actually sounds like is that is that Vanessa is telling her like what's up and how like how things work around the house of, because she is staying. Like that's the impression I got. Yeah. from the conversation. Yeah,
0: for sure. And uh, Mark comes in. um he thinks that they had this conversation, but obviously uh, they did not have the conversation that Mark was hoping that they had. Right. So we go a little later. Um, Coop uh, has his date now in the house. They're hanging out on the couch. They're talking a little bit. She mentions that she wants some wine. He runs into the kitchen, uh, grabs a couple wine glasses, tries to pour some grape juice in there to, but then uh, Darnell shows up (laughs) right at the perfect time with the actual wine. So Darnell saves the day. Coop kicks Darnell out of the house and uh Coop brings the wine out to his date marissa's her name right marissa yep uh he pulls the bottle out of like the little like cooler bucket thing the ice bucket and uh it's frozen like there's a block of ice around it and he's like i'll be right back i'm gonna put this in the microwave real quick so he runs back out uh i don't at- really
1: understand that joke like why why was it frozen i mean i i it just know. seemed weird
0: yeah i don't know um as he goes back into the kitchen to deal with the wine, Vanessa gets home, and now we get this whole awkward scene with uh, Vanessa and Marissa, because Marissa has no idea who this is, Mark probably didn't mention to her that he lives with another woman, and uh, Coop comes back out, and uh, he's like, no, that's this is not how it works, this is, this is the girl that I live with, she lives in a different room, we are not together or anything. <laughs> go upstairs Vanessa get out of here I'm on a date and uh I guess Marissa's fine with it after that point like she doesn't seem to be too wor- worried about oh, it she gets it she gets it um so Coop and Marissa get to talking a little more but then Nicole comes down and she wants uh like some food for her stuffed horse and then wants to play Candyland with Marissa and Coop sends her back upstairs and then they're almost to the point where the two of them start kissing. But then Marissa's pager goes off because we learned earlier that she's a surgeon. She's needed at the hospital. So she's got to run out to the hospital and she leaves Coop without a kiss and goes off to work.
1: And he's yeah, left empty handed.
0: Um, then Geneva comes downstairs. Coop tries to tell her the uh, the truth that she can't stay there, that this is a temporary thing. She's not going to be living there. And she's like, okay, I get it. I will start looking for a place in the morning.
1: Yep. And she's not too sad about it, but. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's a little upset,
0: but she's hiding it pretty well. Uh, Next morning, it's in the kitchen. Um, Nicole and Cooper down there. And uh, Nicole's kind of talking to Coop about how she misses Georgia. And uh, Coop's kind of talking about how he misses Marissa. Like he wishes that that whole thing would have worked out. And um Marissa's, I mean, uh Nicole's just like talking about how she misses home. Like this is tough for her. And Coop says, you know what? We should have some fun right here in Oakland. Let's go uh let's go get some burgers. And then uh, they joke. It was, they're around like
1: it. eating I, I thought this was funny, they're like eating <sighs> breakfast and his his plan is, let's go get burgers.
0: Yeah. Um there's some like cute back and forth here with the two of them too, about like what she's gonna wear and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh but yeah, they go out, they go get burgers. Um, And then probably a commercial break here because we we go right back into with Coop and Nicole getting back home from the burgers. Coop uh, Coop seems to really be enjoying Nicole's company. He likes to have her there.
1: Looks like they had a great time.
0: And uh, as the two of them are there, uh, Marissa comes over, his date from the other night. And she's upset because she got a message saying that Coop was having kidney problems. And uh, then they realize and explain that it was Nicole that sent the message that Nicole had the idea that she could get Marissa back with Coop if she pretended that Coop was in medical pr- trouble.
1: Because well, he gave her that idea. He said, I probably will never see her again unless I have like kidney failure or something.
0: Yeah. So um, and then. uh we, I guess we're unsure right away of how Marissa feels about this, but uh, pretty quickly she's like, well, since I'm here, I might as well give you a checkup, and then uh, we don't know what happens after that. No,
1: but, but they're going to make out.
0: Uh, a little later, we've got Vanessa in the kitchen. She uh, calls out the window to Tyler to uh, give Nicole a chance on the swing, which is really just a chance for Vanessa to run outside and go swing on their swing set. Yep. Uh, and Nicole comes down. She's... Um, got her bags packed. It looks like they're moving out and Coop comes in the kitchen and he says that he really does not want them to go anymore. He wants them to stay. Vanessa and Geneva come inside. Nicole tells her mom that Coop wants them to stay and Geneva. She's a little unsure about it at this point because I mean, he had just told her that they couldn't and she just wants to make sure that he's serious this time. They don't want to like think they're moving back in and then him changes his mind and then they have to go again. So she just wants to be sure. And Mark is like, "Yes, I'm sure. Um I want you guys to stay."
1: Yeah, cuz Marissa liked the fact that he had he was helping take care of this family.
0: Yeah, and um Nicole uh says that uh oh, oh no no no, what happens here? Like Mark starts complaining, He's like, "Oh man, I'm so sore from all this moving and everything." And then Nicole's like, I think you need a doctor, and then uh Coop says speed <laughs> dial number one, and then uh it's kinda like the same thing. Like Nicole goes and calls uh Marissa to come over and help
1: out Coop. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh into the episode we do get a credit scene here where we get to see uh Raven Simone's singing skills as she's uh singing and playing like around the uh living room. They, they like to love. do this, like there's a lot of musical talent in this cast, it seems like.
1: Yeah i mean there there, was, there used to be
0: more but <laughs> well i guess did, there didn't used to be more they just traded out right lost we one quality. singer got another singer yeah, um but yeah uh vanessa and geneva join in i mean we geneva singing too so i guess we did go up that's one
1: true. that's true
0: um and then uh they're like playing with like barbies and singing and stuff and then coop goes over and grabs the dolls and pretends to be diana ross and then like Says you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, and like fires everyone in the band and
1: having like a diva moment, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's your uh, end of what, episode one of
1: Coop. What do you think about that episode of the the changes? Um, I'm
0: okay with it. I think this. Uh, I think they'll probably slowly fade out of this like missing Georgia kind of thing, and then it'll become a little more natural. Like I feel like they're hitting that so. kind of hard.
1: I hope so. I miss Robin already. Robin to me was like a real person, and Geneva yeah. is just one of those sitcom like caricatures. Of yeah, the I
0: think they're gonna like fade her into like becoming more of like a uh, just a standard like like a regular person, like you said.
1: I hope so. I hope so. I already miss Robin. I I am not a fan of these changes. I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, Did you look up anything Simone? like
0: why they left or why they made the changes? I, like, know, was she just fired or?
1: I I don't remember. I feel like I saw that she had something else going on um and that was why she left the show let me let me just do a quick let me let me just pull this up cuz i know the wikipedia has got like the seasons delineated pretty well Um uh, let me see i don't know, i guess not there really
0: yeah while you're looking it up i'll go ahead and uh i'll rank my episodes for the week so i'm going 4 yeah, yeah, yeah. to 1 uh, number four, I've got family matters. wasn't much of an episode. It was kind of just a let's remind you where everyone was and where they are. Uh, number three, I put step by step. Um, again, not nothing crazy happened. I mean, Dana tried out for a play and Cody was there too. Uh, number two, I put Coop. I know you you miss uh, you miss Robin. I like the episode. I think it's gonna be it's gonna work out just fine. And number one, I've got the uh, series premiere, the pilots of Boy Meets World.
1: Okay, so it, it looks like it was just a decision by the producers to change kind of the theme of the show as they went on to TGIF to make it less of a they they cared, compared it to like a threes company with the guy and two women living uh-huh. together It's more of a family, family show, okay. yeah, family kind of deal. So that's really the only explanation. A quick a quick Google search gets me. Um, I bet ranking she's
0: still it, bitter about it.
1: I would be too. She was she was good. I liked her. I liked her a lot, and uh, I like her even more now compared to what we got. So, um, she still gets residuals, though. She'll be all right. Four to one. What do you got? Four to one. Uh, I'm gonna put Coop at four. Oh. I'm gonna put. Uh, and I w- I didn't hear what you said, so I have no idea. Okay. What, what this looks like in relation to yours. Uh, Coop at four. I'm going to put. Oh, family matters at. Three, step-by-step at two, and Boy Meets World at one. I could go either way with step-by-step in Family Matters. There just wasn't a lot going on in Family Matters. That's the only reason I put it at three compared to two. But I could switch those two. Yeah, I mean, I I had pretty much,
0: I had, the only difference I had is I had Coop higher than you did. So I I went uh, Family Matters step-by-step, Coop at two, Boy Meets World at one.
1: Uh, Okay, so a lot different um, as far as Cooper goes. But
0: but yeah, we both agree. Uh, Good start for Boy Meets World. We're excited for that. I mean, I'm excited for all four shows. I think we've got a lot of things that we can do with all four of these.
1: Yeah, I know know the Family Matters season this season is going to be really good, Um, step-by-step. probably will just be really good step by step and then hopefully hopefully Mr. Cooper gets gets in a groove that I'm okay with.
0: Yeah I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, Thank you once again to Kylie for the theme song this week. Thank you Kylie. TGIFcast at gmail.com at TGIFcast at all social media. We got a full four episodes coming back again next week and for many weeks to come.
1: Yep. Family Matter season five episode two step by step season three episode two Boy Meets World season one episode two and Hang on Mr. Cooper, season two, episode two. Sweet. That's right. All right. that's. It. I think that's it. Anything else, Steve? Uh, looking through my notes, I think that's it. All right, man. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude.
0: It's Friday
1: night, and the mood is right. We're going to have some fun, show you how it's done, TGI. TBA podcast.